What's going on, everybody? My name is Brian Ward. I'm the host and creator of the Dad Up Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dad Up Podcast. And listen, if you want to level up your life in any way, make sure you're following the People's Coach Podcast and my good friend, Angelo Lilac. He's a stud. He and I have become great friends, and I'm really looking forward to what he's doing in leveling up his own life, not only as a people's coach, but also as a father himself. So um, really excited for everybody to check him out and uh, make, sure you, make sure you follow him. Maybe you're thinking, that's ah, too late for change. You're already established and life is good but it's definitely not great. Welcome to The People's Coach, your guide to living with more purpose and fulfillment. This is how life optimization should be. Brought to you by our host, Angelo Lilac. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Angelo Lilac, and I'm excited to get this show started. But before that, if you haven't already, please go over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review because it helps us grow this show. And more importantly, it helps us grow this movement and this impact that we're trying to add into the world. We would really appreciate it. And if you send me a screenshot on my Instagram at Angelo Lilac, A-N-G-E-L-O-L-I-L-O-C, and you send me a screenshot of your review, I'd love to sit down and talk to you and spend some time and seeing how I can add value to you. All right, let's get to the show. Appreciate you guys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the People's Coach Podcast. And I want to jump right into this interview because the guest who I'm virtually sitting to today is Coach Brian Ward. He's the host of the Data Podcast. He's a Marine veteran, and he's got a whole lot of things to share about mindset, championship basketball, and all of just putting it all together and building that ideal lifestyle. So I don't want to butcher my intro anymore. Coach Brian, how are you doing today? <laughs> doing well, man. Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm glad uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you, my friend. Me too. You can tell. I And you can ask any other pe- person I've had on this podcast or my previous ones, I'm I'm really clean with my intros, but today I think I was just so excited uh, to have you on the show all week. I've been like, dude, this is going to be exciting. So I want to I want to jump right into it. And I, people that don't know you, why don't you go ahead introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you're doing, stuff like that. Well, you know what? I'll probably I'll probably butcher my intro more than <laughs> more. more. More than you ever could, so uh, don't you worry about that. No, first of all, let me just say I, I'm I'm like I said I'm excited that you asked me. I'm I'm glad we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Um, so it's just I'm looking forward to just kind of hanging out with you and and, and chit chatting. Um, yeah, I mean I I started the uh, Data Podcast, um, gosh, a year and a half ago. It's been going well. Have a lot of high profile people that have been on my show. Um, just kind of sharing their dad experiences, what dad doesn't want to talk about their kids, you know? So we mm-hmm. just, uh, we just kind of shoot, the, shoot the stuff about, you know, everything dad. Right. And, uh, yeah, as you said, I'm a Marine vet, um, spent four years in Marine Corps and, um, have two boys. Both my boys are older now. They're, uh, they're adults. So they're 22 and 19. So I've been, mm-hmm. I've been around the dad block a little bit and, uh, have a little bit of experience under my belt. But um, I'm also a, a high school varsity basketball coach. I've been a coach now for this going on my third year. Um, <clears throat> and I've coached 
you know, I've coached various levels of sports from baseball, basketball, uh, football, uh, all the way up through now high school. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And the crazy thing is my boys are obviously grown now. They're out of high school. My older son's even out of college. Mm -hmm. uh, and I still coach uh, because I love it so much. And, and I just love being an impact on young men's lives, helping them to kind of uh, grow and mature and build a work ethic uh, around a sport that they love. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, <clears throat> I just really enjoy it. Um, ha had the experience of uh, coaching in a, CIF championship game that we won. Uh, and, uh, the fortunate nice. part of fortunate part about it is, uh, my younger son was a, is a start. It was a starting varsity player on that team. So he and I both have, both have championship rings together, uh, that we'll have forever. Um, that's so it's awesome. pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's so cool that, and that's, you know, I, you, you did, by the way, great freaking intro. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just like, damn, I got, I got some editing to do later on. So, <laughs> but I think that's awesome that you share a championship ring with your son. Let me ask you, we're going to go right into it. Cause I, I, I want to get as much info in this, uh, in sure. the next 45 minutes as we can. How do you, how do you balance being a coach and being a father at the, <laughs> at, on the court? Right. I don't know. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but how do you, yeah. how do you, how do you, how do you distribute minutes to your son versus other kids? Are you harder on your, on your son than on the other kids? What, what's a little bit of that mindset behind that? Yeah. You know, that's, it's a great question. It is a question that I'm asked often. Um, and it's not, it's not easy. I will say it's not easy. Um, and one of the things that I've tried to do is, you know, <clears throat> I've coached my sons since, since they were four years old, whether it was baseball, basketball, football, it didn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that my boys really understood and learned is that when we get out of the car at a practice or a game and we get out on the field or, or a court, um, I'm no longer dad, I'm coach. And uh, they, they respected that and, and honored that. Now, I will say this, there were times that you know, I had to kind of put that coaching hat on and try to uh, give them guidance as a coach and was met at times with a little bit of uh, attitude because they are my son uh, mm -hmm. or my boys. And some of the things that I, uh, one of the ways that I tried to combat that is uh, telling some of my other coaches, hey, can you, can you get on my boy a little bit because he's not listening to me because I'm his dad, obviously. So I've had other coaches that have kind of stepped up and taken on the disciplinary role as a coach uh, because it's hard when you're a dad and a coach. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, my boys respected it. They understood it. They treated me as a coach on the court or on the field um, instead of being dad. Now, when we left that court or field and got back in the car, I put my dad hat back on and I was back to dad. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, practice or games or whatever. Um, but there is a, there is a hard, hard, uh, it is hard to balance those two. It is. Um, but because I've had so much experience in doing it, I know, I, I knew pretty much how to handle it as, as years went on. Mm. Now you've, you've obviously, like, like you said earlier, you share this championship, this championship ring with your son. When you go back and you think about that team that you had, mm -hmm. how much of your coaching was actually basketball versus lifestyle and mm. leadership and growing up to be a man? Because 
I believe that when high level coaches, no matter, regardless of the sport, even let's just, let's back it up and let's step away from sports and let's just use coaching as a general term right now. Mm-hmm. I believe the best coaches are able to lead their teams, their organizations to be part of something greater than what their primary goal really is. And your primary goal is obviously to win a basketball game, but I think great coaches are able to make it bigger, make it life sized. Yeah. You know, as a coach, you really have to sell the vision, right? You got to sell the vision of what the bigger picture is. The bigger picture is to get, I mean, let me just, let me step back real quick. We never thought, let's put it this way. The year before we won a championship, we won six games the entire season, six games. That was it. Wow. That next, that next year, when we were that championship team, um, I changed, uh, kind of my, I didn't really change my coaching style, but I kind of implemented a couple things in the beginning of the season where I had my players write down goals, not mm. only what they wanted to do personally, what kind of personal development goals they wanted to have on the team, but also what goals they wanted to accomplish as a team. So I had them write down three personal goals, like whether it was, uh, you know, number of baskets they wanted to hit during the game, um, what their, what their uh, shoot, uh, free throw shooting percentage was, what their, what their three point shooting percentage was. So I had them write down three personal goals and then I had them write down one team goal. And then I had them write down one stretch goal. And the crazy thing is I only had of the 12 players we had on the team, I only had six of them that they never even said the, ch- the championship. They said they wanted to make it to CIF. So they wanted wow. to get into the playoffs. So only six players said we want to get into the playoffs because re- remember the year before we only won six games. The year prior to that, the team only won one game. So that third year, when we got to that point where, hey, we're going to make the playoffs, I already had in my head that we're going to not only make the playoffs, we're going to get to the to CIF championship. I had already envisioned that. And mm. I, had to, I had to kind of, not only me, but the other coaches as well, we had to kind of sell that dream, sell that vision to them that, hey, we can make it to the playoffs and we can go even further. We can get to that CIF championship. And so as a coach, you're, you're instilling in them life um, I guess, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just had it and I lost it. Um, you're kind of giving them that, uh, that guidance, um, of, mm-hmm. uh, achieving dreams when they write goals down. And that's why I did that that year was I, I had them write their goals down because I knew that if, and I, here's the other thing I did, I had them write that, write it down on two note cards. So one note card they kept for themselves. And then one note card they turned into me. Mm. So that way they had a copy of their goals and I had a copy of their goals. And then after the season was over, when we won the championship, I went through and I read some of the goals that, that some of these players have put down. And, um, you know, that's just, that's life, right? We, we know as adults, that's a really important to write down goals and write down yes. a game plan of how to achieve those goals. So as high school students, they don't know that stuff. They don't understand how important that is to have those things. And as, as athletes, they also don't quite get it yet because they're still young, right? Yeah. Um, but having them do that now only sets them up for later on when they become adults and, and life does hit them in the chin and they have to learn how to, how to grow and adapt and, and achieve things that they want to achieve as adults. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's important as coaches that we are kind of helping our, helping our students 
grow up to be good young men and and learn life skills. Um, yes. And and I think the life skills is is the goals that we had them write down were life skills that they actually learned, and it ended up mm. working out for them. You know, ended up working out for us. So, uh, gosh, when I wow. think back to that game, gosh, I, I <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those uh, you know those memories in the memory bank that you, that my son and I'll have forever. And uh, mm. it's just I don't know. It's just a really good experience, and I'm That's I'm beautiful. thankful that got there the crazy thing is the next year we ended up getting to the playoffs again and we ended up losing in the first game first round of the playoffs mm -hmm. um, but uh you know it is what it is um you know it's not it's not easy to get to that level um not only to get to the playoffs but also to get to a championship game and it's not easy to get there in that championship game i have to tell you they had the amount of um news articles that were written about the team that we were going to be facing against. Yeah. And we had a couple of players on their teams that, that these articles were coming out. Like they had, there was no one, no one had any belief in us that we were going to be able to beat this team because this team had just wow. kind of mowed through the playoffs and they were just a dominant team. And yeah. we ended up, we didn't, we didn't just win. We won by over 20 points. So we ended wow. up really, really, uh, <laughs> that's a statement that's a statement yeah. that's not that's not like a buzzer beater three type you see in the movies like yeah, yeah. this is like a 20 point where you're looking at you know you're maybe looking at the last two three minutes and you've just taken the team's morale totally out the game even probably before that yeah we um i it's love funny. when one of their one of their players this other team one of their players he had scored uh three quarters of the team's points Wow. Their entire their entire season, he was three quarters of the team's points. So by halftime, this player had twenty points already of their of their of their team's points. They had twenty yeah. points. He he had twenty points alone. And at the end of the, at in halftime, at the halftime, um, the coaches and I got together and said, "We got to shut this guy down because he's gonna he he's gonna go to town and he's already yeah. has twenty points. He's he's gonna we got to shut him down." So we ended up double teaming him the the second half of the game. So he started the first half with 20 points. By the end of the game, he only had 26 points. So in the Ooh. second half, he only scored six buckets. Um, mm. So we shut him down. And uh, yeah, that's was awesome. Just, was it close? What was the score at halftime? Oh, my goodness. I think we, we were up, but we were up by only a couple of points. It, it was mm. pretty, pretty close. Um, mm. But then, we, like I said, we ended up winning by over 20. So um, mm. yeah. <laughs> It's just it was a it was a great time and and something that uh, I think back to this day and I, I I just get chills because it was just a just an exciting exciting game. Because I mean I, I imagine you know I, I played um, basketball in high school myself and I remember when when you're in halftime it, it's just like it's your time to recuperate right whether you're up or you're down right. it's time to settle the emotions and you i mean i'm trying to imagine you're in this championship game you're you're you know everyone's saying this other team is just going to mollywop everyone in the competition how do you keep your team level headed after that even with a you know four or five point lead whatever how do you keep your team level headed and their emotions in check to go back there and execute in the second half. Well, it's funny the the first, when we first got to the game, um, the emotions were high. Our players had never been there before. 
this was the, this was the um, you know, the school has been in existence for over a hundred years. This is wow. the first time, this is the first time that the boys basketball team had ever made it to a CIF championship. So this is the wow. first time in school's history. So our boys' emotions <laughs> were high. My emotions were high. My other coaches were there. We were going, you know, our emotions were out the door, right? Totally, um, totally. So, so we had to, we had to tell them, listen, especially at halftime when the game was really close, we had to settle them down, say, listen, we can win this game. One thing you have to remember is that these other players on this other team, they lace up their shoes the same way you do. Mm. They put their uniform on the same way you do. Yes, they're playing yes, the game yes. the same way you are. So they're just, they're just players. They're just another team. They, don't think of it as a championship game. Think of it as just another game. And this is, this is, this is the game of life, right? I mean, we got to, yes. so, I mean, you just, we had to tell the players, this is how you do it. They, they lace up their shoes just like us. So let's just go out there and do what we do, not worry about what they're doing. Let's do it. Let's play how we play and we'll be fine. You're bringing me back to my old, good old hooping days, coach. I love it. I'm getting hyped up, man. This is, this is good. I love it. I love it. Um, so the kids are obviously learning like these life skills, which I, I'm, I think that was a word we were trying to search for yeah. earlier is life skills. Because I remember when I was in high school and they're like, okay, we got to take this. Or maybe it was, it was junior high when I took my first quote unquote life skills class and i'm right. like what the hell is life skills <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was literally just wood shop like right. w- where right. we went to school it was like and i was like okay all right that's life skills right here um not dissing <laughs> not dissing that path at all but i was like okay there's got to be something bigger here right so you're teaching these kids life skills and and positive habits that they can take on to uh, enter their lifestyle way beyond their basketball career. So you're teaching them that. I'm curious, what was your biggest lesson as a leader, as a coach, and maybe even as a father throughout this whole process? Gosh, well, you know, one of the things you have to learn as a coach is patience. As a Mm. coach, you have to have patience. And when you're coaching uh, a team that has a, a player on it, that's your own son, you have to really, you have to really focus on your patience because there are many times throughout the season, not just that game, but throughout the season. And I coached him for two years, but throughout the season in high school, there were many times that I had to keep my patience in check because there was, you know, I wanted to step in as the dad and go, you know, enough's enough. But I had to learn to separate the dad and the coach, right? Um, yes. So patience, patience is huge, and, and you know, coaches are coaches coaching is a thankless job really um you don't you're not given much opportunity uh to really i guess um learn patience you just kind of have to you have to go with it right yeah Um, yeah so patience is huge patience is something that i had to learn not only throughout the seasons and throughout coaching through all the years that i did coach but also in that game i had to really I mean, <laughs> I had to really keep my patience in check. Yeah. You're, you're like, no clipboards were harmed during the making of this game. <laughs> right. Right. I get that. I get that. So I love the direction we're going. And I think it really leads into what you're doing now with the data podcast, because you, you, you went from coaching high school basketball 
teaching these young men how to live a better life, how to dream, mm -hmm. how to plan, how to expect more from what they're already doing. Something they, a lot of them, I would, I would guess that have not ever experienced. Now you're doing something similar with the dad of podcast, which right. is one of the reasons why I was so excited this week to talk to you because when, when you and I got on the phone a few weeks ago, I was like, Hey coach, like, so here's the deal. Um, I'm about to be a dad in the next few months and I have a great father of my own and I got a great support network, but I'm also in this different phase of my life where I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's not just being a dad, but actually being a father. So, what exactly is the whole dad up podcast about? Yeah. Um, well, thank you uh, for saying that. And um, let me just ask you this. Um, is your child born yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So do you know what you're having, boy or girl? Is it a surprise? We're having a girl. Okay. Very cool. Well, see, I don't yeah. have that experience. So, uh, <laughs> so your dad role is going to be a little bit different than mine because you're, but you know, similar, but different in that you're going to have a lot of other responsibilities that I didn't have uh, taking care of a girl. Um, but um, the data podcast, you know, it was a way for me that when I looked back at my boys and the lives they've gotten, what they've come to as adults now, my mm -hmm. younger son, who was about at the time when I started the podcast, was about to graduate high school. And I knew that he was going to be graduating high school and going on to college. And I kind of saw that my role as a dad was essentially ending. I had done my job mm. as a father. Uh, I had raised these two men. They're very, very well-behaved, good, good guys. And I, I didn't know what else there was. I, I kind of felt like this little tug in me, like something was going to be missing. Now, yeah, I'm still their dad. And yeah, I'll still be a part of their lives forever. But my, my responsibility as a dad is now changing. And I didn't know what to do. I really was at a loss as I kind of had like this void in my heart that like something's going to be missing. Something's done. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't sit right with me. And um, that's when the idea of the, of the podcast came up. And uh, actually, my brother-in-law mentioned it to me. Um, he's like, hey, you need to, uh, you, maybe you should start a dad podcast. It's way that you can interview other dads and and you know if there's a dad out there like you uh, that that are looking for something to um to kind of help strengthen their their role as a father uh you could provide them insight whether you do interviews or just do topics you could provide insight on on what it takes to be a good dad you can have a successful career and still be a good dad and um so that's what that's how i ran with it um just mm -hmm. a just an interview where i'm interviewing other dads that are successful in what they do, um, but also that are successful at home as well. And interview where they provide tips, value, um, just experiences to where they, you know, if, if there's a dad out there that's struggling with something, he may listen to the podcast and go, oh, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. Or, oh yeah, I need to change this. Or, oh, I need to kind of direct my dad roles to kind of go this direction. I, you know, so it's just, kind of a fun thing it kind of turned out yeah. it was kind of a hobby to start off with but now i've you know i've built so many different friendships and relationships with these with different dads and uh it's just been a just a phenomenal experience mm. that's so good and since you started the podcast what do you think it's the biggest what's the biggest lesson you've learned and i know uh, 
you said that you kind of started off for fun. It was a great way to, you know, network and meet some other people kind of going through a, a similar path in life. Now, your X amount of episodes into your podcast, what's the biggest lesson you've taken away thus far? Well, I think one of the things that I, you know, I, I look back at my dad role, uh, my role as a dad, I should say, and I, and I think I did pretty good. I did a pretty good job. But there, I, I still think there's things that I could have done differently. Maybe I could have been involved a little bit more. Maybe I didn't need to be, I was always a coach, but maybe I didn't need to be that coach mm. as much as I was. I was constantly on the field or on the court with my boys. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have taken that route. I mean, there's different things that, that I kind of play around with or think about um, yeah. as they grew up. Um, I wouldn't take any of it back, uh, but one of the things that I do think about is, or have learned is that maybe, maybe I was too much involved. Maybe I was too much, um, I guess, yeah, too much involved, I think is, is the biggest takeaway. And, um, I think now that with my boys being older, um, I'm trying to kind of step back a little bit because I want to, they're adults now. So I want to kind of let them kind of do things on their own a lot mm -hmm. more than what I did when, when they were growing up. Um, so maybe just being too much, too involved, I guess, <laughs> if no, that makes sense. I, no, I actually want to dive deeper into that a little bit because I, like I said, our daughter isn't here yet. She'll, she'll be here um, at the time of this recording. It's April. So in two months, in two months, eight weeks, That's cool. she'll be here. Yes. Yeah, so I'll probably, I'm like, coach, what do I do? <laughs> but but <laughs> you're taking me back 20 years, man. <laughs> I know, right? I know, my, I know. My older um, son's my older son's 20 years old, so you're taking me back. Or he's 19, so or yeah, he's 20. <laughs> but but you 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 you're saying that maybe you did too much. Now I grew up playing sports, played basketball, all ran track boxed did a lot of different things i was very active growing up and so was my wife my wife um was actually i'll, I'll brag on her all day she she was a sought after um soccer player like she already had gotten injured in high school and she ended her career kind of abruptly yet there were colleges still trying to get her to play for them She'll never tell you the story because she's super, super <laughs> humble. And I'm like, no, no, baby, you, you flaunt that. That's okay. You <laughs> earned that. Right. So we're both as parents and, and as a couple, we're, we're growing and we're preparing for our daughter to be here. And I imagine that I'm going to be very kind of like what you're saying. I want to coach. I want to teach her how to, how to hoop. I want to teach her how to defend herself. I want to be very hands-on, but now you're also saying with a little bit of insight and experience that you have, Maybe you shouldn't have. Now, if you don't want me asking, what exactly are you talking about there? Like, how can you elaborate on that idea a little bit? Yeah, I think um, because I was a coach on their on their team on the various teams that they were on, um, the independence uh, is what I is where I'm going with that. And what mm. I mean by that is, I. I wanted to, I wanted to coach because if I had to take them to their practice and I had, and I was going to be at their games, watching their games, why not be involved? And that's yes. why I, that's why I coached. 
but maybe if I wasn't so much, I'm not saying, not saying I didn't have to do it at all, but saying that not, that it didn't coach on every single one of the teams that they were on um, to kind of let them get the independence, kind of let them hear other authority other than, other than myself being on the team. Um, so I think just the independent, letting them be more independent, I guess. Um, mm. And I think for you, uh, you want to, you want to coach whatever sport your daughter plays. Maybe she doesn't want to play sports. Maybe she oh, wants no, to be, don't say that. Coach. Don't say maybe, that. <laughs> maybe she wants to be, maybe she wants to be in dance. Maybe she wants to be in ballet. Maybe she wants to be in theater. I mean, right, those right. kind of things, um, you can still be involved in, but I don't know. I, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe you can do it as much as I did it. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I think if my boys had a little bit more independence, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, gosh, uh, there's so many different life lessons they could have learned from other coaches that mm. if I wasn't around so much, they could have learned from a little bit more than just learning from dad. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard to say because I yeah they're. Gosh, I, I just, it's hard. It's very hard to say because it's something that I took very seriously and yeah. I was very proud of. And like I said, I wouldn't take it back. If I had of to course. do it over again, I wouldn't. Um, I'd still do the same thing. But I think if my boys had a little bit more independence, maybe they would have learned other things than just learning from dad, who's a coach, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And, and you know, kudos to you for having that self-awareness to look back and, hey, you know what? I own what happened and it is what it is. We're not going to change it. We're just going to move forward. But food for thought in the future, this sense of independence is something that maybe we could have sprinkled on a little bit more. And I think you're doing such a great job on looking back and explaining that now that father, like current fathers are soon to be fathers, people like me and people are still kind of fitting into that father figure role are able to start to implement, are able to implement independence. You know, there's a, you know, we grew, my parents both had, they had me at an early age. Like they had, they were in the Philippines, came here. I was born here. Right now. One thing that my parents always told my siblings and I, and it, some, some people might feel a different type of way about what I'm about to say, because they're going to be like, that's kind of wild and crazy. So before any of you send like DMs or messages, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to block you because no one talks <laughs> shit about my parents and like I entertain it. It doesn't work that way. Right. So my parents always told us we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. Right. Like we were on food stamps, all that the nine yards in Chicago. And even then, my parents always said to my siblings and I, would you be able to survive if we passed away right now? Mm. Like at a young age, coach, we were hearing mm. this. Are you guys gonna be able to survive if something happened to us? Would you be able to survive if we passed away right now? And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to watch my Power Rangers. Like, right. this is not this is not the question, this is not the time and place for this question right now, man. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's something that we grew up hearing. And I came into this point in my life where I told you I was a police officer, I get injured. I was living up my lifestyle and all of a sudden I lose my career, lose my title, no money's coming in. And now that question, boom, will you be able to survive if we weren't here? 
in my mind, I was like, it's easy for me to leave Cal. It would be easier for me to leave California, go back to Chicago at the comfort of my parents' home, my safety net, my safe place. They will willingly take me back until I get back on my feet and figure out what my next career path is. But that question, they drilled it. They drilled it. Would you be able to survive if we weren't here? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, shit. And then my wife and I decided to stay and just figure out what the heck we're going to yeah. we're going to do. The easy the easy route was the the safety net, right? But we're like, "Hey, we've been hearing it for 20 plus years or I've been hearing it for 20 plus years. Now it's time to step up. Time time to step up. <laughs> time to dad up, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh you know, I think about that with, you know, my older son, he just graduated from college just last December. And he's, he was working. Yeah. Thank you. He's, he's working for a job that he started working for a couple months left in college. And they brought him on full time as soon as he graduated. And he's, li he's living back at the house right now. He's, he's home with, with us here. And he's, uh, you know, he's 22. Um, but the crazy thing is, is he has so much independence uh, or he is, he is so self-sufficient uh, because he has a full-time job. Uh, and nice. he's saving, he's saving a ton of money right now because he's living with us. He's saving yeah, yeah. a ton of money, but his goal, I mean, his goal is look, I'm, I don't want to be here forever. Mm. So he's, he's not relying on us. I don't take care of his stuff. He takes care of himself. Um, he, he That's wants awesome. to be out. Of, he wants to be out of the house by this summer. So he's, he, we're allowing mm. him to, you know, stay here, stay here, live as long as you want. Um, rent free, obviously save your money. And then uh, when you're ready to go, go, you know, spread your wings. Mm -hmm. Now, Mama Bear doesn't want him to move out. <laughs> she, <laughs> she'd be fine with him staying here. But uh, right, um, right. You know, he wants he wants to be out on his own. So he's doing what he's what he needs to do right now by saving money. And so that way he can be out on his own by the summer. And I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to being an empty nester. My older my younger son is in college, but because of COVID, they're not, they don't have anybody on campus right now. He's actually, he actually plays basketball for um, Hope International University in Fullerton. Oh, nice. And they're, they're not doing any basketball right now. So, mm. um, so he's home too, but in the fall, he'll be going back to college. And then hopefully my older son will be out of the house by then. So we'll be empty nesters. But, uh, you know, the fact that they want to be out on their own, doing their own thing uh, yeah. is, is cool. And I, I'm, I'm confident that they both can handle it because we've, kind of help them to learn the things that they needed to learn in order to mm -hmm. be independent. And um, so, yeah, I mean, could they survive if my wife and I were gone? Uh, I no doubt in my mind, they could. That's something that, that, mm. that I could, that I could go to my heavenly father and be content that, that my boys would be just fine on their own. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. We can literally go on and on. There's so many other things I wanted to ask you, but two, I want to wrap this up with two questions. One, in your, it's a little, it's a little bit of a loaded question, but what is the number one priority of a father in your eyes? The number one priority, God. There's more than number. There's more than one. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. That's why I'm kind of like, oh, it's a loaded question. But I, I know Coach can handle it. If you could just pick one, what would be that the the one that you know 
I'm imagining the person listening to this is like, okay, well, I know I need to be a better leader. I know I also need to provide. I know I need to set a good example. I know this isn't that, but right now it's one of those like, hey, hey focus on this one thing right now. Mm -hmm. Now, I know when I asked that question, you probably had a quick answer that the first thing that popped into your mind. And, and what is that? It's, um, it's, well, it's interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give you a, a long but short answer. Um, Let's do it. Kids spell love. T I M E. Kids don't. Kids don't spell love. L O V E. They spell it T I M E. And what I mean by that is that the time that you spend with your kids shows them the love that you have for them, and that's how they spell love. So if I could give any dad out there, or dads that may be watching this, or even moms that may be watching this, time with your kids is everything. It's everything. And you need to make sure that you're putting as much time into your kids as you can. I understand we all have responsibilities as adults. We have to, have, you know, we have jobs, we have other financial responsibilities we have to take care of. But the time with your kids goes by so fast that if you're not spending it with them as much as possible, by the time they're older and they're gone, like my boy's about to be out, out of the house, um, you're gonna you're gonna wish that you had the time back. So for you about to be a new dad, I call you a dad now because you got one that's gonna be here any day. So you as a new dad, spending as much time with that little girl as possible because in a blink of an eye, she will be 18 and out of the house and living on her own. And that time, uh, it's, it goes by so fast. I can, I can still think back to when we brought my older son home from the hospital and it's crazy that he's 22 now, you know? Mm. So, um, so yeah, kids, wow. kids spell time, uh, kids spell love T I M E that that's, that's my tip. That's my suggestion. That's my priority. Wow. Cause you got to trademark that. Cause I, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've never heard that. That's so <laughs> Good. And you got me over here feeling all types of emotions right now that uh, I, I imagine, you know, when our daughter gets here, and it's what everyone says, right? Time goes like this. And I see it now. I'm, I'm 31. And I feel like, like time has gone by so quickly, but I only have a handful of memories to really highlight that last 10, 20, whatever years. Mm-hmm that I've been an adult, mm -hmm. that I started this adulting path. Right. And there's only a handful that I can, I can really say like we're significant. Right. And as I'm maturing and I'm growing and I'm evolving, there's many more things I want to accomplish, but I want to make sure that I'm also embracing every single day. So that for me, that, you know, kids spell love T I M E that hit me deeply. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you um, for sharing your knowledge, for for being on the show, obviously, for, for your service to our country. Thank you. And for, for doing what you do with the Data Podcast. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we need a lot more godly leadership, especially with men, um, especially in the time that we live in. That's what we mm -hmm. need. We need good leaders. We need 
we need people stepping up like you're doing. So I applaud you. Thank you so much for what you're doing, coach. Hey, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, with your, with your little girl, um, even though she's, she's still in, still in, still in the womb, um, mm -hmm. make sure you spend that time even starting right now. I mean, oh, yeah. just, just, just talking to her, letting her know that you're can't wait for her to, to come out and see the world. And, um, yeah. gosh, it, you know, the, her time's going to go fast. And then before you know it, you're going to be my age, which is 48. You're going to be my age. You can be, she's going to be 18 years old and you're going to be like, <laughs> ah, you know? So, yeah, I mean, and you know what? Um, thanks for doing what you're doing. And, and I mean, obviously you're doing good things. You're on the right path because you're, you're just starting into this dad journey. Um, so you got a, you got a head start over what I had, you know, when I, when I first became a dad, I had to kind of stumble through it. Now you, now you got, uh, you know, you got podcasts like dad up where you can kind of go to and learn some things from. So, um, I'm excited exactly. for your journey as a, as a new dad. And obviously, you know, you and I are friends now you can reach out to me anytime you want. Of course. But, um, I, I just love the fact you had me on. I can't wait to have you on my show. Um, kind of share some of the things that, that going on in your world with being a new dad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking forward to it. No, I'm excited. Thank you so much, coach. So before, before I let you go, how can people connect with you and follow you? Awesome. Thank you very much. First of all, thanks for having me again. Um, yeah. I'm really glad you had me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm currently uh, currently in the process of putting a website together. Um, so nice. the website's not up yet, uh, but okay. ho hopefully it'll be up soon. Um, but uh, for the most part, the easiest way to reach me is through the Instagram, uh, Data Podcast on Instagram. Uh, that's where everybody reaches out to me. I respond to all my DMs as long as... Uh, as long as it's not any uh, strange DMs, I respond to all my DMs. Um, but uh, always, always look forward to chatting with people on DM, and and we can we can reach out and discuss other things further from there. But uh, yeah, Instagram's the best way. Awesome, awesome. Well, Coach, once again, thank you for your service. Thank you for being on the show, and I'm excited to have you on again in the future. Thanks again, brother. I really appreciate it. Look forward to our friendship. Me too. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope that you enjoyed the show. Make sure you follow me at AngeloLilock.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-O-L-I-L-O-C. You'll receive our weekly newsletters, any updates, any events, giveaways, all that kind of stuff every week straight to your inbox. All right. We want to make sure that it's easy and convenient for you. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.